We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online, schedule package pickups through the dashboard, and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers, with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your hosts, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. It's a Friday, but it's not a Friday Fives. It's just a Friday reaction to a goddamn busy week in Yankees land. Busy week in baseball, man. There's a lot of there's a lot of moving, the trade moving and shaking. Yeah, but this 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 year seems extra extra special. There's a lot of a lot of things happening, so it's exciting. It's fun, um, and I, you know, I think on the last podcast, I actually talked myself into Gallo. Only because of I talked the, you into Gallo. You fine, like I got Joey talked Gallo. into Gallo. I got talked into Gallo, understanding the fact that it, I mean, it's like absolutely a perfect fit for what the Yankees were looking for, and then it ended up being even more of a perfect fit because of the way that Texas was going to take on the salary. And that surprised it's crazy me. to me. Yeah, that surprised me that the the package that ended up going, they got four prospects. None of them were the highly ranked guys in the Yankees system. Um. Which is awesome because like for a second, it was like, oh, is Clark Schmidt in the deal? We knew obviously Jason Dominguez is not in the deal, but you never knew if like Clark Schmidt's going to get dealt. Is Debbie Garcia going to get dealt? None of the names that I think a lot of Yankees fans are very familiar with got dealt. It, it almost seems like both experts on both sides are saying good deal for all. But I think yeah. the, the surprising thing is that Texas agreed to take all of the salary involved. Texas is paying all of Rupnet Odor's salary playing for the Yankees. And now they're paying all of Joey Gallo and Jolie Rodriguez's salary playing for the Yankees. It's, it's 
amazing. I don't, I mean, part of it is great, like that the Yankees were able to do this because obviously you're not adding salary and you're adding quality player in, in Joey Gallo, but it's also pretty apparent they're not willing to go over the luxury tax no matter what. I mean, we, but there's nothing, there's nothing new about this. We, we absolutely well, but knew there this is because there was always be the, the caveat, but no. there was always the caveat if the right move at the deadline is there. Will they do it? It was always yes, that and the answer caveat. was always no, no, because the answer was always no, because if they were willing to do it at the trade deadline, then they would have done it in the off season, and they would have had more opportunities. They could have strategized and been more intentional with the way they would have done it if it was in the off season. It would have been part of a plan. Whereas this is a lot more reactionary. This at the end of the day, look, I mean, we can all knock Cashman and Boone for all the things that are happening this year and the makeup of the the roster. And yes, is Joey Gallo. Uh, doubling down on the fact that it's another swing and miss guy. Yes, it is. It's absolutely that he's a, he's a bat from the left-hand side. He does walk a lot. His on-base percentage is good. He's a very good defender as well. He Hold was on. the only hitter in the Texas lineup though. Like that is one thing to point out that he, okay, that's a good thing, a but that's a good thing because to me, if he's more supported and there's guys around him that gives him protection Hopefully he gets more strikes. Hopefully he's able to barrel up the yeah. ball a little bit better too. It's, so there's a lot of, depending on how you look at it, it could be good yeah. or bad. But I mean, he fits a bill. He's an outfield, a good outfielder who yep. the Yankees needed another outfielder and they needed a guy, yeah. the lefty bat done check mark. Now a controlled, like the fact that he's controlled and Texas is paying for Joey Gallo for, to be a, a New York Yankee is a no brainer. When you look at the guys that we gave up, Duran was the, 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 the best pro- Again, this is, this is from fan graphs. I tweeted this out the other night based on the six that were rumored on there. I understand four are there. But um, so the Fangraphs redid their rankings and updated them uh, in the Rangers organization. Duran would be number three in the Rangers organization, 122 overall. Um, Smith is a second baseman, number eight. Uh, Hover, Hover, whatever his name is, number 32 is a second baseman. And then Otto is the guy that people keep talking about is going to be number 38 in their organization. These are not the 38 in the Rangers organization who had the 19th ranked or. Uh, minor leagues and bumped up to 15th, according to fan graphs after this trade. That is a middle of the pack. Uh, that is a middle of the pack, you know, farm system. unit yeah. when you're looking the, at the, the farm Yankees, system. The Yankees, the Yankees strength in their farm system was depth and they pulled yes. from their depth in order to make this move. So kudos to Cashman on getting that done without having to give up one of the big names. I, of course, if in four years from now, one of these prospects for the Rangers turns into a stud and Joey Gallo just is whatever he is for the Yankees, then people are going to crush Cashman for it. But I think we have to remember at the time, this is the, a, a piece, an outfielder. I know he strikes out a lot, but he's a major league outfielder. He's an all-star this year. Mm-hmm. The Yankees have only one of those in their outfield currently. So now they have two. That's a good thing. It's a good thing. No, there's no doubt. You're not going to fix this lineup with one guy if you go a different way. So you might as well double down on the strikes of what they are. They're going to hit the ball well, out of the park, hopefully. And some of these guys just need to kind of... It, look, I think a lot of this also is assuming that there's going to be a, uh, a comeback. more moves curve. are happening? Well I, well, I do think there's more moves coming, but I think they're also uh, understanding that p- the curve of these guys, like they're going to have to come back to that, that middle line, which means that the second half offensively is going to be much better overall as a team, right? So... But yes, they made moves. Look, my guy, Luis Sessa, is now off the team. That pisses me off a little bit. I I did. Luis Sessa was actually an effective right-handed reliever out of the bullpen 
for a number of years, did not get the respect overall that, that he deserved. I gave him the respect. My guy, Chris Hope, gave him the respect. We both, we both uh, mourned uh, on Twitter uh, via, via twitting, uh, twitting, via tweeting about Luis Sessa. I like that. I like twitting better than tweeting. It's a, it's a damn shame that he got, he got moved because he was there as basically the, the bait to get Justin Wilson's yeah. contract off of the books, which is and a that fucking needs shame. To be, that needs to be pointed out and fairly criticized. They, in order of course to, it does. Like you said, salary relief and also roster 40 man player relief had to basically just give away Luis Sessa to get rid of because because we had to be under this this uh this luxury tax salary cap we had to actually yep. give away an effective player which there aren't that many of them on this team right now mind you this was a guy that was doing very well this year too and we got rid of him essentially to salary dump and that salary now that Gallo is being paid for is still open it's still there so to me there's another room. move it's that just they more wiggle room they have the ability to make another move right now and the way that Cashman's talking people into keeping money uh, with giving them lower level prospects. A lot of those guys were in double A, uh, you know, or I'm sorry, in, in single A, some high A, some low A. Like those are, those are lottery tickets. And in the Yankees organization, how many of those guys actually pan out? There's just not that many of them. And you'd have to play through some people for that to happen. So, you know, we'll see. I, I thought it was a good do. move by Cashman when you look at the, look at what he did and, and look at the needs that he had to fill at this point in the season. We'll see between now and the deadline what they do, if anything, with that extra salary room. Yep. But if they don't do if they don't do anything, then I think there is fair criticism in the sense that okay, you gave away Luis Sessa for salary room, and potentially you overpaid in prospects in order to get Texas to take on the full salary of Joey Gallo. What if if the Yankees agreed to take half of Joey Gallo's salary? They only had to go three prospects instead of four. Yeah, that's fair because the Yankees, being the organization that they are, being the uh, you know most valuable franchise in 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 one of the most valuable franchises in sports, should be able to be, to make a decision if they like a guy. They should be able to keep him. They have the financial wherewithal to be able to keep a guy and not have to actually get rid of a talented person in order to stay under an arbitrary line. Agreed. Totally agreed. Fundamentally, it's a problem. But I think I'm not like the biggest Joey Gallo fan because he, he strikes out at a 30% rate. He's a low 200 average hitter, but he's Adam he Dunn. So, but he, no, he, he's, he's Adam Dunn Adam. that can a, field. Okay. That's, that makes him way better. But offensively, he's Adam Dunn. Okay. Maybe. But, uh, but when you look at what, the alternatives were for the Yankees. I think this is a no-brainer. I think you have to look at it in that vacuum. I, not I agree. Just I, the, I agree. Not just the evaluating Joey Gallo. It's okay. Joey Gallo is a good player. You might not love his style, but man, is he so much better than Brett Gardner right now? Of course, I know Greg Allen had that hot three games, but he's way better than Greg Allen right now. So he is legitimately their second best outfielder by a mile. He's also got the ability to play in different places. I mean, I. I don't know how many games he played at first, but he's got the ability to, to play there. He's got the ability to play in center. He's got the ability to play in left or right. So he does add some flexibility with what you need in the outfield. And to be a quality bat as well, it's, it's and a lefty bat at that that gives a little bit more balance in this lineup. Look, it, 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 is, it does fit what they're trying to do. The fact that they got him for essentially you know, free cash uh, for the next two years, this year and next year, is 
It's a good move. I, it is. And I, I, the prospects that Cashman gave up, I mean, because of the okay. control, the control is a big deal. Like that other, that of extra year, a big deal. I wouldn't have been extra surprised year. if they had to give up, give up those same prospects for just half of a year at Joey Gallo, to be honest. Would not have shocked um, me. Those four prospects for the half a year. I mean, I don't think that many people would have been like all that upset about that either. But the fact that they got another year out of him is crazy and they don't have to pay for it. Yeah, and I, it, I I don't know what the competition was for Joey Gallo because the A's also acquired an outfielder. They got Starling Marte. Um, and you're obviously chasing the A's. Um, there's other moves being being done at the deadline. I know like Max Scherzer potentially is going to the Padres. That was the latest update we just got. We're recording this about 4.30 in the afternoon on Thursday. Um, so uh, again, I just don't know how much competition there was for Joey Gallo. From everything out there, you're, you're, there are reports out there that say that there was a lot of competition and they had to, they had to up their offer at the last minute in order to get him. So from all, from all reports there, you know, across Twitter, there were a billion of them, uh, that they had to be competitive at the end. And they, they did, they actually put up the players that, that Texas was looking for to make that deal. That that's what it seems like. It seems like they actually increased the offer to do that, which is pretty wild. we don't, we don't know what they offer then prospect wise from other teams. I thought it was uh, a very wild Wednesday evening on Yankees Twitter when Aaron Judge is scratched from the starting lineup. Yeah. And Joey Gallo is simultaneously scratched from the Rangers lineup. And of course, anytime a guy gets scratched and it's about to be the trade deadline, you're on yeah. hug watch. That guy's gone. <laughs> you're on hug watch. Or if, or if you're on, uh, who's the player for the Mets that cried? You're on, you're on tears watch. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but, um, I just thought that was just, we had no updates until after the game. I guess they were medical testing. So potentially they thought he had COVID again. I have, I have no, no clue really. But he comes in white night given, it was nice. Pinch hit in the fifth inning. Yeah. Yeah. Allowed, allowed Gallo to get his shine. You know, what a leader, what a a leader of men right there. And uh, before we talk about the, the Tampa series um, and well, we did get a a lefty reliever in here as well. Okay. You, well, okay. I was going to ask you grade, grade the trade deadline. If this is all that the Yankees do, give a, a grade to, uh, to Cashman. I, well, I don't think it's going to be done. So I think there's something that's going to happen still. I, I, I do believe that, but the, I mean, the Joey, the Joey Gallo trade to me, if you're looking at that one in a vacuum, which is kind of what we were doing. I, I, I mean, that's an A trade. I, I think it's a absolute no brainer. It's very low risk on the Yankee side. You're going to have to give up some prospect uh, value. That's fine. That's just, this is the way the Yankees are. They're, they're built for that in order to do that. If you don't have those prospects are all not all coming up. So if you don't trade them for players that can help you right now in a window that we have to win right now, I don't know what we're doing. So I'm fine with that. Totally right. fine with that. The those fact are that they long-term held up the other guys, pieces. they have the ability now to, to take on a little bit of money still. What is it? So 4 million, about 4 million shy right now, I think of the, of that threshold. Plus they have pretty significant names in the minor leagues. If they wanted to go out there and, and make a, a, a deal, they Clark Schmidt, Davey Garcia, like they still have the ability to go out there and make a, a, a splash move with some decent prospects if they wanted to. So he gave himself an opportunity now with a full day, you know, uh, a full two days actually with the uh, still on the trade deadline um, clock. And he's got the ability to do that and make that, make that next move, whatever it might be. So I'm hoping that they're looking at starting pitching right now and trying to or make a bullpen help because out. the bullpen got worse at the trade deadline. Well, it depends what you're looking at because if you look at uh, Holmes who got who got dealt over and we see Justin Wilson and Luis Sessa, obviously Wilson is like Chase Not Holmes. Not good. 
Chase Holmes is is basically taking Luis Sessa's spot, right? Like okay. that's it. He's coming in as a when you look at his numbers overall, they're not any numbers that you would look at and be like, oh yeah, sweet, I'm really excited about that guy. But when you break it down and you start looking at his right-handed splits, uh, they're actually very good. And when you break it down and look at all the scoreless innings that he had, and you could see that some of these runs came in bulk, he he does look like he's got upside. Um, I think you can you can break down splits when you're looking at a relief pitcher like that. So, um, and he's also controlled. He's in arbitration. Like this is a guy, this is what they like doing. Like Cashman does love doing this, making a move for a guy. Sessa was out of options. They had to keep him on the roster. You know, they, there was no other, he was either going to be on the roster and be a contributor or they were going to get rid of him. And they chose to, instead of, you know, re-upping with Luis Sessa, keeping him on the roster, trading those guys, dumping that salary, getting rid of Wilson. And now going after a guy, uh, they gave up um, Park, who people were crying about for some reason, and Castillo. It's crazy. But this is, Holmes is a quality reliever. If you look at the splits again, thinking that he's going to come in and, and you know, match up against right-handed bats. He is very effective against right-handed bats, and now he's controlled for years in arbitration. Hey guys, I know you are big podcast listeners, but what's stopping you from actually grabbing the mic and starting your own show? Have you thought about it? Is this something that you think the world would be open to? Your opinions on the Yankees or another team that you passionately love in the tri-state area or anywhere else? Blue Wire Hustle is a program that we have put forth at Blue Wire to teach people how to podcast, get some accountability with the other people also going through the program and get on the mic. Hustle is created to give everyone an opportunity to take a podcast to the next level, whether you've started it or you're just getting going. If you want to host a podcast and you don't know where to start, Hustle is actually the very perfect place for you because we'll teach you how to do it. You'll receive personal cover art, question and answers with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to community discord, and an e-learning course that's full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show published and pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all the other platforms that people listen to podcasts. Best part is you only have to do this for 15 bucks a month. It's pretty much the same rate that every other hosting account will charge you to get set up and actually put your show out on the air. It's a great deal. So if you are ready to do more than just listening to me and Andrew yell about this team and want to do something about your team, whether it's the Yankees or the Giants or the Jets or the Rangers or the Devils or whomever, then make your voice heard and hustle. Acceptance into the program is limited. So get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com slash join. Check out the description box in the episode to find out more, but that's bwhustle.com slash join. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. But as far as 2021 goes, I feel like there's just pieces have been moved around in the bullpen and it maybe it hasn't got worse, but it certainly hasn't got better. Like Jolie Rodriguez's numbers look terrible. So does Justin Wilson. So that you're just like, okay, you're, you're, you're swapping. Jolie Rodriguez, one day Peralta. Like, what are we doing? Just like throwing Lucas Lucky. I mean, that was, he was good. He worked out. He's it's worked an, out so It's far. another, Lucky has, but like, it's okay. So you're not really upgrading Wilson's spot in the bullpen there. And Sessa had been pitching well. Holmes, like you just outlined, has some really intriguing splits that can get you excited. But are you ready to say he's going to be a bigger contributor than Luis Sessa? I don't know that we can say that. Could he? Sure. But well, Luis, so, Luis Sessa was never put in a position to, to, to actually be a contributor to this team, to be He was fair. fine. He was fine. He was middle relief. That's what Holmes is going to be. He's going to be middle relief. But I think that they see potent, more potential. If you, if you see a guy that's like a right-handed sp- or a specialist, if we'll call him, right? He's a guy who could come in and dominate against right. I actually see him as more of a, f- a guy that they might use as a... Uh, fire extinguisher rather than a Luis Sessa mop-up guy. I could see we'll them see. trying to use him. Yeah, we will see. We, we we don't know, obviously. He pitched well. He pitched one inning today, right? And had a scoreless inning after this debacle of what, what happened today. Um, I was working all day. did not get, get to watch it. I was following along, but holy shit, it was over fast. So let's, okay, you gave Cashman an A for the Gallo trade. Overall, you're going to hold judgment maybe until we record on Sunday to see what he does. I'd say overall, it, it's a, it's a, it's like a solid B maybe borderline B plus deadline so far. I think that more needs to be done if this team is actually going to have a chance this year, obviously. Uh, no one is thinking that Joey Gallo is going to be the white knight that all of a sudden makes them a, a playoff team. I don't think no, he's... No, but they'll sprinkle in the injury guys that are coming back and add that oh, narrative Oh, right, there. right, That's, right. You, you get about Kluber that, back. Worry. You got Seve back. And Sever, those are yeah, two yeah, huge... Yeah. Okay, fine, fine. Yeah. No, fuck that. Okay. But All right, let's yeah, I mean, move. in theory, they're also kind of not wrong when you see when you think of like towards the end of the season. If you get these guys back, yes, they are. No, they, they are wrong. They are wrong they are in significant. The sense because you can't significant. count on. You can't count on it though. No, you can't. You cannot count on it. All right, I, let's talk. I about would expect the another move. Series. I would definitely expect another move. Let's talk about the Tampa series. Which here we go again, a two out of three series win. But with the way it ends in the last game, boy, does it not feel that way. <laughs> At least this was happen- it happened on the front end of the game and not the back half of the game when you're actually in a place where you feel like you're going to win a game and, and then you get let down. It happened quickly. I appreciate that. Like, you know, it's like cutting your head off or letting you bleed out. The head was cut off in the first inning. It was over. It was done. They, they destroyed uh, Garrett Cole. And that, you know, it is what it is. They took two of three. That's what I'm looking at. And again, we are chasing that second wild card spot. So that's where our heads need to be. This is a new season yeah. chasing one spot. The two out of three is certainly good. And that makes two series in a row against Tampa in Tampa that they've won. Um, but it's like, again, with this team, you can't finish the sweep and you had Cole on the mound. This isn't the first time they've had Cole on the mound with a chance to sweep and they haven't been able to do it. And Garrett Cole's last two starts have been two of the biggest starts of his Yankees career. Last weekend in Boston, flop. Today in Tampa, flop. I have some numbers here. Since the sticky stuff has been removed from the game, Garrett Cole has a 4.88 ERA. I mean, not, that's not good. Come on. 
In seven games, 4.88 ERA. Is this just a seven-game bad skid for him? Because he was and one of the best. That's with, a, that's with a nine-inning shutout uh, included yeah, in there, too. He was, so. he was the second-best pitcher on the planet behind Jacob deGrom prior to six sticky stuff being checked in the game. And now he is a 4.88 ERA pitcher, which is below league average. I don't think he's a 4.88 pitcher. But where's the second best pitcher on the planet? That's what we paid for. Yeah, we didn't pay for a guy that gets blown up in Tampa in a in a in a sweep game where you're feeling really good about your guy being on the mound and uh, and just you know laying an egg in the first inning. So no, agreed, not there. We need some more sample size to see what he's done. Hopefully, it's just a slump and that's not something that's sticky. But it's very uh, very conspicuous when you look at the timing of everything. But then you go and see a guy that throws nine innings, throws his heart out on the on the mound and dominates uh for you and you're and you I wonder okay how can he do that then how you know is it is it uh does it need to be like that perfect temperature day for for the uh you know for the 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 moisture and for all of these things to get that in the right tackiness on a ball does it need to be like that is 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 pitching indoors and air conditioning going to be a problem is pitching in cold weather going to be a problem we'll find out i guess is pitching against the AL East competition Tampa and Boston going to be a problem this is now the second time this season he's allowed five or more runs to Tampa in a start. And three starts against the Red Sox, he's got a 5.06 ERA in 16 innings pitch with a 292 batting average allowed. He has not shown up against the two teams that the Yankees are seemingly unable to beat in their division. Here's where we are. can't show up against Tampa and Boston. We're I know the division's out of, out of reach three anyway games out. at this point. We're three games out of the playoffs. There's Seattle's in front of us. They just traded away their best pitcher <laughs> because... Uh, because he plays fantasy they baseball know they're not in the really GM in the, office. They know they're not. They know they're not really in the in the in the. Race oh, and by the way, they traded like him to sixty run differential. Oh, and by the way, they traded him to the Houston Astros, who's leading their own division, which is also very interesting. Um, Mariners but, fans <laughs> have the right to be pissed. They were there was a yeah. lot of backlash amongst oh, Mariners yeah. players and fans. Could you imagine and, if that happened in the Yankees? So. Can you imagine if it happened for, doesn't it have to be like any team you're trade you're you're the standings say we are in the playoff race and you're just, okay, here you go. Best biggest rival. Here you go. Take our best pitcher. What the fuck is that? Yeah, it's, it's pretty wild. Um, <laughs> but the, here's the thing is now we look at the end of the season and the goal, the, the, the finish line is Oakland. It is that second wild card spot. I think we need to, Oakland got uh, better you, at the deadline. I think you need to completely take the take a step back. Let's let's readjust our expectations and understand. I this have. Team I've already done that. Okay, good. That this team does not need to be a a ninety win team this season. Doesn't even need to be an eighty five win team. They just need to be enough to get in that second wild card. Whatever it takes. However many wins that are one more than Oakland and Seattle and Toronto. That's it. That's the yeah, name of the game. I, you're. You're right, but like I look at Garrett Cole and I'm just like so worried about Garrett Cole because he doesn't seem like the ace that we thought he was. Well, and, good thing Jamison Tyone is turning into the ace that we thought he uh, that that Cole could have been. Maybe it's rubbing off. Okay, but like say Garrett Cole was still pitching his his uh, his brain. What's the analogy? Pitching his ass off. We'd go into the wild card no matter who it was on the road. Don't care. We've got Garrett Cole. Can we say that anymore? Well, it's it's still July, so. I'm gonna hold my uh, I'm gonna hold my thoughts until we see what's happening leading into the season because we all are leading into the playoffs. The the one thing that we all know as baseball fans is that 
the hottest team going into the playoffs has the best opportunity to to yep. continue to catch fire and to make a a good run through the playoffs. This team has the talent to get hot. They have the ability to get hot. They do have, if they're healthy, if they walk in healthy to the playoffs, they theoretically would have enough arms to to get through some through some uh, through some teams. So they just they really do need to end well and and just latch onto that last wild card spot and get through. If they can do that. Who who knows? Like now we're now we're throwing our hat into a tournament, and you know they have the big names and the ability to do something. So they just need to get in. They need to get. They in just need point. to get in. But they we also want to see them clean up the stupid stuff. And we we for sure we absolutely called for Aaron Boone to be fired last. I still want episode. him to be fired. And I think we still want him to be fired because like take Wednesday night's game for an example. The Yankees got doubled off on line drives twice. Tyler Wade and Aaron Judge both got doubled off on line drives in the infield. That's baseball one-on-one. Just don't do that. And it's don't like the, those sorts... Tyler Wade those sorts can of, never do that. Tyler Wade should always lay, be able to lay down a bunt and never make a base running mistake. That's what he is there for. He should never make an error, never make a base running mistake, and lay down bunts. That's it. At 100%. You know what I also time. wanted to talk to you about? The last play of the game when LeMahieu had to go to the ground to catch that oh my God, pop-up yeah. because the trop is the worst place on earth. <laughs> That would have been the most 2021 way yeah. for the Yankees to blow a game. Holy shit. My heart stopped when I was like, oh my God, what is happening? Did it hit? I thought it hit something. I thought first. it like, bounced for a second. One of the stupid speakers in the dump. And we're seeing detailer may you have to play Plinko with the final ball. <laughs> got the winning run was winning run was on second base, right? The, no, it was like, the tie. It was the tie run, run was both, on second base. Both runs but, would have scored. They were if, scoring. If DJ LeMahieu, if anyone except DJ LeMay who is playing first base, that ball hits the ground. Oh my God, 100%. Yeah, unbelievable. Un-freaking believable that, that it happened. But yes, thank thank God they they came out with that, uh, that he, he caught that goddamn ball. <laughs> that place is such a dumpster fire. I, I really, I really cannot stand it. And by the way, that had nothing to do with the turf or the look of the turf or the color of the turf. Had everything to do with the freaking baggie that's in the that's the uh, that is the color of the baseball yeah, you can, in you the can't freaking see the ceiling. baseball flying so up. So who knows it? It could have it could have been obstructed. It could have gone behind a speaker and then back behind it. And it's like you just yeah, it's not it's not a natural way to catch a pop fly. Um, all right, I think that's gonna gonna do it. We both have to wrap up. Let's just give a quick shout out though to the BP Crew South Florida chapter. They've got their event at Marlins Park this this Saturday. Enrique, who is a captain down there for the BP Crew South Florida. They've got like over 70 people uh, coming to the event. That's just they have over, awesome. No, they have over, just, they have over 100. They're over 100. The updated have, total is over 100? Okay. Yeah, I mean, this I'm is pretty amazing. Sure over that, 100. Like, a, a lot of shirts. We got made some custom shirts for them as well. So, um, yeah, they're uh, they're doing some they're doing some cool stuff. They got a, a satellite good, a good BP chapter. crew location in South Florida taking over Marlins Park, and you know that thing is going to be like ninety five percent Yankees fans uh, at Marlins Park. Um, so very very cool. Shout out to those guys for for getting it done and, and to have an awesome event. Uh, if you're in the South Florida area, I mean the event obviously is is locked at this point, but I'm sure they'll be doing more. Um, definitely give them a follow on Twitter and all that kind of good stuff. All right, anything else you want to touch on before we wrap up? Uh, I'm looking forward to see what happens. I really do hope that Cashman is not finished. Uh, and again, if we're staying within this, uh, you know, this, this range or whatever the, uh, the small amount of money that he still has underneath the cap, I hope that he uses it. I hope that he uses it to try to make this team better because there is still an opportunity to, I think, make some moves and, and really put them, you know, in a better place 
to make a run, whether at that second round to put some distance between these teams. Because these are not great teams that we're going up against now for the second wild card. Oakland, yes, they got better. There's no doubt they got better. But the Yankees, up to top and top to bottom, should be a better team. There's just no doubt about it. So uh, really hope well, he that, does. That f- didn't we talk about a four-game series coming up against yeah, Oakland it's, later? It's gonna in the be year? big. It's gonna be big. Yeah. Also, uh, shout out to Yadi also who is helping Enrique plan this event. Uh, excited for those guys. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Looking forward to seeing all the pictures and videos. Nice. Um, Keep check out our our social channels on Friday. We've got a little G, a little honor uh, honorary video for Jeter since you know he's entering the Hall of Fame this year. Finally, uh, unfortunately, wasn't able to do it last year, and they're playing Jeter's team this weekend. A little top fives, uh, quick video on Jeter moments. Um, so check that out on our social channels. Yeah, right. the Players Tribune also has a really good. Uh, I don't know. I, I retweeted it the other day, but there's uh, they did a panel with um, with Tino Joe Torre. Jeter and uh, who else was there? There was somebody else there that I'm missing, but they uh, pet it and they were just talking stories. Some, a couple stories that I hadn't heard before. So uh, I would check that out too. I, I Which is surprising to because forever. I feel like we've heard every 90s story because they've just, the Yankees yeah. have run it back with that crew over and over again. The they were talking about some specifics with Pedro about how, uh, how Tino couldn't yeah. hit Pedro. And it was, uh, it was just funny. No one could hit Pedro. <laughs> Except for <laughs> Derek Jeter. Except for Derek Jeter. What what were his lifetime stats? I don't know, they but say? they they were talking oh. about it, and essentially he was the one that could hit. So yeah, and that's why Pedro. Basically, they could be talking about they could Derek be talking Jeter. about cars or the clouds or you know the traffic on a given day, and I would listen to them talk because it brings me back to a happy place. All right, we'll talk to you guys again on Monday. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Make sure you find us on iTunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone. If you do like the show, we'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review in iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it. And go Yankees.